Someone is going to get blessed because I just found a $4 mule voucher. I'll make sure it gets into somebody's head. Nope. You can sit down. Wow. Was it yours? No. No? Okay. Let's see here. Who wants a $4 mule? Give it to Alec. He gets one already. He's a new visitor. You're new too? You guys can both go back to the welcome table afterwards and get one. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be led by the Lord on this one and see who to give it. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, you know what? Justin, come up here and get one, dude. Justin does so much for access. and There you are. Be blessed. Enjoy your, your meal for $4 or less. All right. <laughs> A couple things that I want to say before we get started is when Emily came up and, and gave her testimony at the beginning, I... She came up and told me afterwards, she's like, man, I feel like, I feel like only the ladies are, are, might like, relate to that. And I really want to say, like, if you're a guy and you're feeling like shame, guilt, condemnation from uh, past relationships and, and stuff like that, that's for you to receive as well. Um, it's not just for ladies, so I really want to point that out. And then uh, next I want to talk about uh, what we're going to go into tonight, and I'm going to dive into it in a minute. Um, we're going to be talking about fear. And one of the things, because, I don't know, I don't know, we're going to go a little deep, we're going to, like, obviously we're in this root series, right? And we're getting to the root issues on things. So this whole series is based around the idea that there's things in our life that we don't want to have in our life, but oftentimes we think that sin or wrong behavior or wrong thought process, we think that that's the issue, but it's actually just the fruit of an issue of like improper beliefs and core lies and all these different things, right? right? Fear is oftentimes linked to pain. So as we go into this, I, I really felt like there was going to be a couple people in here that are really going to, uh, maybe I'm not declaring that you're going to struggle with this, but I feel like there's a couple people in here that might have some things welling up inside of them as we go through this, and uh, specifically what I heard is, is your natural reaction and your natural response to something like this might be to get up and flee, and I really strongly suggest for you to sit and stay uh, and just watch God do something inside of you. Cool? Awesome. That is my housekeeping stuff for the beginning of the service. All right. Going to turn that for product placement and sponsorships. <laughs> I haven't gotten sponsored yet, but I figure, you know, make it available. Coffee? I, I don't have any coffee today. I, I, so I was studying all morning this morning, and one of the things that I've learned in the past in studying is I always go to coffee shops before I speak. Uh, and today I went to two different coffee shops because I split my coffee adventures with lunch. It's a good thing to do. Don't just drink coffee all day. Eat food in the middle of that, otherwise you will have issues later on. Um, <laughs> I won't go any further into that. <laughs> but yeah, so another thing that I learned is after all my coffee adventures for the day, I typically drink coffee at Access and then I talk like a million miles a second. So I'm going to try not to talk a million miles a second and we're just going to get into it. So <laughs> I've already done enough talking. Let's uh Let's dive into it. So like I said, we're in the middle of the Roots series. So to recap, our core verse that, that we're like parked in, right? 2 Corinthians 3.17, where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. freedom. We even, we sung it tonight, right? First week, Pastor Jake covered the freedom 
uh, found in forgiveness, so freedom from unforgiveness. We talked about how forgiveness is actually one of those things that holds us back from being able to experience the fullness of God. The second week, so last week, Pastor Jake talked about how pain can oftentimes skew the way that we approach life. And like I said, today we're going to be talking about fear. And I love that Jake started off, or like did last week on pain because, like I said, I feel like that springboards into fear because they're oftentimes linked um, and although they're linked, they're not the same thing and they need to be approached in a different way. Does that make sense? So just so you guys know, normally I come up on, on stage and I only have like a page of notes. Uh, today I have five pages of notes. Um, <laughs> I heard some uh-ohs over here. Don't worry. Uh, I'm just saying that to, to say uh, I'm probably going to be resorting back to these often because it's kind of one of those like choose your own adventures. I kind of came up here with a lot to say, but I know that I'm only going to say a little bit. So we're going to kind of see. And then at the end, we're actually going to um, we're going to take most of this service to actually just sit and get in God's presence and really allow him to do some ministry uh, in, on some of the stuff. Another thing that I want to point out is, uh, just to recognize it, this last weekend uh, was the Encounter Conference. If you went to the Encounter Conference, go ahead and raise your hand, or stand up. Just stand up and give these guys a round of applause, because they got into God's presence this weekend, and it was pretty incredible. Um, we're going to, look at that. I recognize all you guys. Um, and... I, I love the direction of where we're heading with access to where it's not like, and, and we've been in this direction for a long time, but we're putting a big emphasis on this to where it's, we're really moving away from the idea of it's about a sermon or it's about what we can share with you. And it's really about us connecting you with the heart of God and us connecting you with his voice for you to, to like go out and like, we can tell you what to think and it will only get you so far. But we could show you how to think and how to approach the Lord, and it will serve you for the rest of your life, right? Kind of like teach a man to fish kind of thing, you know? No? It's an old saying. Don't worry about it. So fear, I'll just start off by saying this. Fear and anxiety is one of Satan's biggest devices in holding you back and holding us back from becoming who we were created to be. Fears that, like, I, I labeled this, uh, what did I label it? Freedom from the prison of fear. Like, fear is a prison that just puts us in bondage, that holds us back and, and causes us to not take action, to not take radical action, to not put faith in the Lord, like, all these different things, and it holds us back from becoming who God created and redeemed us to be. Does that make sense? In the medical field, there, there's something called fear avoidance. And uh, I, I was just learning about this today, and it makes total sense. So people that have chronic pain will typically, like, <laughs> they start to, like, fear the pain. So if it's in their lower back, they'll start to not do things that require use of lower back. So they'll stop bending over to pick things up. They'll stop even getting out of a chair, right? They'll just sit in a wheelchair. Not everyone in a wheelchair can't walk. It's just... Some, some of them are bound by fear of this chronic pain. And the pain is real, right? But the avoidance of using muscles, right? Like Jake shared last week that, that he had hurt his arm and um, obviously the healing came in a different way. But sometimes when we, we hurt or pull or do different things, right, there needs to be a, a season of recovery and working that back up and actually using that. If I sprained my ankle and then decided that I was never going to walk again because I wanted to avoid 
the pain that was the sprain, once it healed, I would still be avoiding the pain even though it would heal. And also, if I didn't utilize the ankle and actually work it up and do the, the rotations, right? And Emily's probably laughing because anytime I sprained, I sprained my ankle before we got married and I did not do most of the, <laughs> the exercises that I was supposed to. Um, but when we avoid using this thing, what happens is like, our body was, was designed to be used, right? Our body was designed to move, and when we stop moving, our muscles actually die. They, what is it called, atrophy, right? And it's so interesting to where, like, in our life, there's things that we fear, pain that we fear, that causes us to stop doing things, and then that part of our life atrophies, right? It limits us, and we put ourselves in a cage, or we're allowed to put, be put in a cage that we can't actually step out and be who we were called to be because we're so afraid of touching these pain points. Just want to like cover real quick, like fear is, fear is legitimately a lie, and a lie of the, the devil. But there's like not all fear, so there's like three different types of fear. There's one which is a, a good fear or a rational fear of if you're driving down the road and somebody starts to come into your lane out of fear, you swerve to miss them, right? To protect yourself and everyone else in the car. If you get chased by a lion, good luck, but you're going to run, right? And that's, a, like, that's a, a circumstantial fear. Like, in the moment, you have to react, otherwise death will happen. Right? That's a good type of fear. God gave us that fear to survive. Then there's a, a second type of fear, which is the fear of the Lord, which we've talked about in the past. And that's a fear that calls us to, like, draw in and worship God and know God and to hear his voice and like that kind of fear puts us in a place to where we put our faith in him he gives us his thought process back and then we know the way to go because we've put our fear in the Lord and he's given us his mind does that make sense bless you and bless you and bless you and bless you I'm not I'm not reserving blessings who in here wants a blessing bless you bless you okay Bless them all, God. <laughs> I haven't prayed yet, have I? Oh, that's a terrible thing. Let's, let's pray. <laughs> Heavenly Father, come and have your way. We love you. We praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. Testify. Then the last fear, and the fear that we're going to talk about tonight is the fear that imprisons us, and it's the spirit of fear. It's an irrational fear that's linked to the lies of the enemy. Uh, <laughs> there's a couple, like, so how many of you guys have heard in America, at least, it might be global, but at least in America, they say the number one fear is the fear of speaking in front of people. Have you guys heard this? And they say that in interviews, people say that they would legitimately rather die <laughs> than get up and speak in legitimately people like they're like no just kill me just kill me i don't that is an Ill irrational fear like that they're not in a life or death situation getting up here if i bomb which hopefully i don't if i listen to the spirit i won't but if i bomb like i'm not going to walk and fall off stage just dead 
But people literally think this, and it's an irrational fear. I, if you guys know me, I, I'm big on, like, not big as in like famous on social media, I'm just like, I'm a big social media, media, media person, <laughs> media-er, media-er, big social media-er. And uh, so I, I have conversations with people on social media all the time, and um, I've gotten to a point on my social media to where people like reach out and, and ask for advice with their social media and stuff like that. And literally, like, and I, I don't know if this is a God thing of like, here's two instances that you could talk about on stage tomorrow. But yesterday, I had two people that reached out to me. And uh, I, yeah, anyways, uh, they reached out to me and were talking about like, hey, can you help me? Can you help me? Can you help me? Like, this app that I use to, you guys know that people on Instagram use these apps to like follow and unfollow people. Like it just, ma yeah, here's the thing, okay? Here's, just so you know, there's people out there that use bots that go around and mass follow like a thousand people in a day and then the next like day or two, it goes and it mass unfollows them. And what happens is people go, oh, someone likes me. They followed me and then they go, I'll follow them back. So in that whole like following and unfollowing, they get just tons of followers. So not everybody that you find on social media that has like 100,000 followers did it very legit. So anyways, Instagram has been like cracking down on these things, on these apps and causing them to not work with their app. So these two guys in despair reached out to me going, what do I do? This app won't work. And I'm like, like what do you, what do you mean this app won't work? I'm thinking they're talking about Instagram. They're like, this follow and unfollow app, it's just not working and stuff like that. And I'm like, then just don't use it and like reach out and like connect with people and build relationship. They're like, I don't want that. I, I just legitimately want followers. So the one guy, I, like we were having a, not a heated conversation, but it was heated, right? And uh, I, I kept my Christian, don't worry. Um, <laughs> But at the end, I was just like, buddy, I can't help you, man. I'm sorry. The other guy, like, keeps on responding back. I, I, I don't know if he was from a different country, but he keeps on going, good sir, can you help me? Good sir, can you help me? And he's like, so he gets down to this point where he goes, I'm afraid. I was like, what? You're afraid? Are, is somebody out to kill you for not being able to use this app? I go, what are you afraid about? He goes, I'm afraid that I'm not going to get as many followers. This is a, like, he was legitimately feeling that fear in that moment. That is a very irrational <laughs> fear. Let me, let me just make this point real quick, because I think this might bring freedom to some people. Your worth is not found in how many followers or how many likes you get. Amen. Just a, a little brief side. Come on. But he was legitimately feeling this fear. There's these irrational fears that are linked to, to lies. And so a lot of people say that there are three major fears, right? And everything can kind of be categorized into these three major fears. The first one is the fear of death. This can be broken down into four points. There's the fear of dying and going to hell. There's the fear of dying and leaving loved ones behind. There's the fear of dying or loved ones dying. And then there's the fear of the dying process. Like the, what is it? People that like meditate on what would it feel like to burn? It happens. <laughs> I've had somebody come up to me one time and go, "You ever thought like about what it would be like if you jumped out of a plane 
and your parachute didn't open and then like what it would feel like to fall and just keep falling and then hit the ground. I go, no, I have never thought of that. <laughs> You're scaring me, dude. <laughs> Anyways, these are legitimate fears. So the fear of death. Second one is the fear of rejection. It, like we were, God is love, right? And we were created in his image and our number one need as children of the Lord is love. As individuals, as created beings from the Lord is love. So rejection happens to be probably one of the most like prevalent fears out there. I would say that uh, the fear of rejection is kind of what draws people to that social media game of trying to gain as many followers and as many likes because they, they actually say that um, the ding, back when the ding was more, you know, now you can turn your phone off and you can turn the apps off and you don't hear the ding. But they, they say like that ding kind of le releases endorphins into your system and it kind of gives you like a, a momentary high. To where like, you know, if you have notifications on your phone every time you feel, a even text messages. And it, like our body starts to feel this as like a source of acceptance. Somebody wants to talk to me. Somebody likes my, my photo. Somebody likes my comment. Somebody participated in this argument that I'm on on Facebook, you know, whatever it might be for you. But they say like this, this thing, like you, you just get this like momentary high off of this that releases these endorphins and all of a sudden you start finding acceptance in this. And that's why social media is one of the biggest distractions and one of the biggest addictions of our day and age. Because it's like, it's a legal drug essentially. It could, and I'm not saying social media is bad. Don't get me wrong. Like I said, I, I, a lot, I spend a lot of time on social media and I'm, I'm doing a lot of things on there. So uh, I'm not saying it's bad, but I'm also saying if we don't understand what's happening, we can start to fear things that are very irrational. Is this making sense? Yes, sir. Thank you. And then the third one is the fear of failure. A lot of people go through that one. I go through, the, I, I, I've gone through that one quite a bit. Emily shared a little bit of her testimony, so I'll share a little bit of mine. And if, if you've been around for a while, I shared like a full length testimony, but I came from uh, another marriage in the past. And in that marriage, uh, my ex-wife was very unfaithful. Uh, she had slept with a lot of guys. She was in the Navy. Uh, she had slept with a lot of guys when she was on deployment on the ship and it ended up being like, like kind of getting to be like a game for her to where she just kept sleeping with more people just to try and split this, this wedge in our, our marriage at the time. And going from that, I, I started going into other relationships and uh, in between that and in my relationship with Emily and in those relationships I was really like starting to act out in, in like just ways of just fear and terror. Uh, and then like especially, it, and there was a season, I shared this before, there was a season to where when I started my internship with Access, I said, you know what, I'm just gonna take this year as an intern and I'm just gonna like, I'm just gonna go a year without dating and just me and the Lord and me and the Lord. And then I went to a Kairos event um, which is a lot like our, our encounter event towards just hearing God's voice. Bless you. And, um, and I, I, I'm in this exercise where I'm just going, God, what do you want to speak to me on? And he goes, I want to talk to you about your, your sabbatical. 
And I thought I was going to get like an attaboy, like, oh man, you've made it six months, buddy. Like, it's just been you and me. And I heard, well, so I respond back like, okay, what do you want to say to me about that? I'm excited to like hear about it. And God just says, who are you doing that for? I said, well, I'm doing that for you. He goes, I never asked you to do a sabbatical. And he showed me how that was just a way for me to actually run from a relationship because I was fearful of it failing again, right? And I had no idea. I thought I was doing a good Christian duty, but really I was just using a good Christian duty to mask fear. And that's a good word. Because it's not just sabbaticals. Actually, let me park on that real quick. I'll just say it this way. Like, God, doesn't, God does not honor decisions and acts that are made out of fear, even if they're good acts, right? So let's say somebody raises their hand during worship out of the fear of looking silly because they're not engaging in that way. Um, that's not an act of worship unto the Lord. And I'm not, like, this isn't to call anybody out. I just want to, I think, poke at some things that are in a lot of us Christians because it's so easy to get into the Christian world and do Christian duties and just do things in avoidance of pain. Does that make sense? We come in and instead of allowing God to address our pain and to heal our pain, we actually just mask them with better things to do. Stop talking. Yeah, no, you're upset because I didn't give you the free meal card. Good, you listened to, yeah, you listened to Jake's message on forgiveness. Good. Anyways, I, just, like, I, I really want that point to sink, to sink in because I feel like that's one of the ones that just goes like, I don't know, there's so much stuff that masquerades in the church as good behavior, but the Lord does not honor fear. He honors faith. And I'll even say, uh, I don't know. No, 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 no. (laughs) Oh, gosh. And realize, like, oh. Jake, I'm sorry for this one. This is, I don't know. We're we're just going to open up a can of worms. Um. If someone accepts Jesus out of the fear of going to hell, say it this way. The way to accept Christ is to put faith in him and to know who he is and to know his heart and to know what his will is for your life. Like, there's no other way of coming into the kingdom. I've watched and seen people, you know, at altar calls to where people will get up and, and go up to the altar call each and every week. Like, give their life to Christ. Like, because they're scared that, like, they messed up and that they are going to go to hell and now they're, they're acting out of fear. And that's not where God wants us. God's heart for us is to always respond out of faith and to know who he is as a good, good father. That's not to bring any kind of, like, anything onto you guys except for, like, believe 
and know that the Lord is who he is. You're saved by grace through faith, not through the fear of anything. I hope that point came across well and not like skewed. I hope you guys hear what I'm saying with that. (laughs) All right, back to my notes. See, I should have stuck with my notes. I don't know, I'm going off. Like the thing is, and oftentimes we don't realize this, and this is often a good indicator of the things that we fear, is you will actually worship the opposite of whatever you fear. So let's say rejection, right? You worship acceptance. It's the reason why a lot of women and a lot of men run into poor relationships, because they find the first person that accepts them even if it's not a healthy thing and they start gravitating towards that because I was rejected and I need acceptance and they're going to accept me for who I am even though this is a broken thing. Does that make sense? It's also the reason why so many people go to bars and join gangs. I mean, I, I felt super accepted at bars. I walked in there and it was like, cheers. Everyone knew my name. Hey, Nick, what's up? You know, and you like walk in and you get that that adrenaline kick again of, dude, people know my name. Hey, what's up? You know, around for everyone because everyone knows my name. And you start like searching for acceptance and you start trying to like buy friendships. And (laughs) the fear of failure, we worship success, right? A lot of driven people that like neglect their family, neglect, you know, all these things in their life neglect their relationship with the Lord, but man, I'm driven. Man, I'm doing work. Man, I'm hustling hard. Because they have a fear of failure. Chasing after success. I worship success. This is what I worship. And how many know if we worship acceptance and if we worship success, where does it fall into where we worship God? It gets pushed off to the wayside. So the question is, what is your greatest fear? And we're going to go into some exercises, and I have a list that we're going to put up, and um, it's not a complete list, it's not a comprehensive list, but it will also show a lot of the different fears that a lot of people go through, and we're going to bring that to the Lord, but like I said, the fear is a spirit. So 2 Timothy 1-7 says, for God gave us not a spirit. For not, God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and love and of a sound mind. Awesome. Said so that he has not given us a spirit of fear. Fear is a, and, and don't hear, like, I think sometimes we hear demonic spirit and we think, oh, like exorcism and we got to like deliverance ministry and like all this stuff. And like we start expecting people's heads to spin around or something like that, but Fear is a demonic spirit, meaning for the fact that it's attached to the lies of the devil. Devil gives you lies that, that we all of a sudden, you know, unknowingly, because we're, we're basing everything out of pain, we unknowingly make these a core belief in our life of like this fear and this pain is now a core belief in our life. Are you texting me? Okay. Oh, we got a giant group text here. Andrew and Tiffany, please pay attention to my message. 
the Lord gave me these words. You do not want to miss them. No, I'm just kidding. Seriously. Um, <laughs> normally, I'm in the group text when Jake's talking, so I can't speak too much. Uh, now I lost my point. Thanks, guys. So the spirit of fear, right? So I'll say it this way. The places in which we fear are places in which we do not know the love in the heart of the Father. Jake said that last week, and like these, these pain points and the, the points in our heart that we try and guard, and, and fear is often a, a way of guarding that, right? Fear is one of our defense mechanisms of, you know, I'm going to run the opposite direction versus allowing God to actually come in and, and show us his love in that area. So the places of fear in our life are the places that we haven't actually gotten a full revelation of who God is, because perfect love casts out all fear. God's perfect love is what comes in. And, and I know that's a very like cliche Christian thing to say. You know, we, we often like say it over and over and over in church services to where like, I don't know, it becomes like white noise almost. But God's perfect love, God, his heart, he, like who God is comes in and, and fills that place and brings healing to that place. Like I said, oftentimes when we, I've sat down with people you know, we do a lot of ministry sessions as an office, and uh, now being in, in ministry for four and a half years, you know, you, you sit down with a lot of different people, and there's been opportunities to where, you know, I've been able to call fear, like speak to fear in people's lives. Um, but at the same time, I've watched people like legitimately shut down as soon as you hit this topic, like, done. Like, People have legitimately, I'm not even lying, we've been in the middle of a, a good conversation, a good ministry session. I'm bringing people to the, the foot of the Lord. They're just getting just wrecked, right? Tears, all the, you know, all the things that you would expect from like an amazing ministry session, whatever that looks like. And all of a sudden, like, I bring up the hot topic of fear, and I've literally had people get up and walk out the room. <laughs> a lot of the times, we try and guard our fear. We try, because... For, for most of there's some fear that we've been carrying for our entire life. And we've been guarding that because to us it feels like that, that good rational fear, right? Because fear is fear, right? So we start to guard it and we think that, well, I, this has been the very thing that has guarded my heart for a long time. It's not guarding your heart, it's putting you in bondage. Because that thing that it's trying to guard is the thing that God wants to come in and heal and restore and speak to and bring life into and bring perfect love into. But we go, no, 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 no. That, it's in bondage for a good reason. And we're looking at it through the bondage, but we don't realize the, the cage is actually around us and we're looking at it, right? Does that make sense? Is that a good analogy? I don't know. I don't, I don't really care because I don't have a fear of people. I find it interesting that I just, I typed in this morning and I said, you know, like, because we all do this, right? Like Bible passages on fear, Google. And it pulled up and, you know, I went to the first one and it was like 40 good Bible passages on fear. I went to the next one. It was like a hundred good Bible, whatever. And I'm just reading through all these and I, I had this like 
revelation of when I was reading through all these passages and every single one that I read today, anytime, anytime the scripture would talk about fear, it would either uh, preface or, uh, what's the other one? Preface. Suffix. Suffix. <laughs> Bobby, you're done talking today. <clears throat> it would either preface or follow up with a revelation of the Father. So I'm going to just, I'm, these aren't going to go up on, on here. If you're taking notes, which I hope you are, like, if you come in here, take notes. This, this stuff, like, you would be, and even if it's not on what we're talking about, take notes on what God's talking to you about. Um, but I'm just going to run through, I, I, I don't know how many I have. It's not a whole lot, but it's a lot. Um, and we're just going to, like, go through, and you'll just see. Isaiah 35, 4 says, Say to those with fearful hearts, be strong, do not fear, your God will come. He will come with vengeance and divine retribution. He will come to save you. Joshua 1.9, have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. For the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. Isaiah 43.1, but now this is what the Lord says. He who created you, Jacob, he who formed you, Israel, do not fear for I have redeemed you, and I have summoned you by name. You are mine. Psalm 23, 4. Even though I walk through the darkest valley, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. Psalm 34, 4. I sought the Lord, and he answered me. He delivered me from all my fears. Psalm 94, 19. When anxiety was great within me, your con consolation brought me joy. Psalm 27, 1. The Lord is my light and my Savior. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is my stronghold of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? 1 Peter 5, 6 through 7. Humble yourselves, therefore, under God's mighty hand, that he may lift you up in due time. Cast all your anxiety on him because he cares for you. Psalm 118, 6. The Lord is with me. I will not be afraid. What can mere mortals do to me? Psalm 115, 11. You who fear him, trust in the Lord. He is their help and shield. Just constantly, like, fear God. Fear God. Fear God. Anytime fear was brought up, a revelation of God came up. God is with you. He is your stronghold. He is your redeemer. He is your, you know, mighty rock, your shining armor, like all sorts of things. Every time fear was addressed, a revelation of the heart of the Father was addressed. We need to come to an understanding that the Lord has our best intentions in mind. Until we get a revelation of the true heart of the Father, we will always buy into the lie of fear. But the beautiful thing is, like, I, love, I love speaking about this, and I, I've said this from stage so many different times. And this is why we believe as a ministry that it's much more powerful for us to bring you into the presence of the Lord, for you to hear his voice for yourself. Because I can give you the, the Word of God Bible from Nick, or you can get a, a, a word spoken from the mouth of the Lord. And don't get me wrong, like God can speak to you through other people. But a understanding becomes a belief when it's heard from the heart of the Father. A lot of us actually understand a lot of things about the Lord. Raise your hand if you know that God loves you or Jesus loves you. I always talk to Jake because this song, you know, Jesus loves me, this, you know, this I know for the Bible tells me so. You know, like we all heard that song when we were 
your kids. It's a fantastic song. But if, if the only way that we, that we know that Jesus loves us is because the Bible tells us so, because the book that we're supposed to read as our Christian duty and as our Christian act, if that's the only way that we know that God loves us, then we need a greater revelation of who he is. There's a thing like when, when Jesus created planets or when God created planets, how did he do it? spoke them into existence, right? So I'd say it this way, like God, his, his, his language, right? We have the language of English, we have the language of Spanish, we have the language of, God's lingu- language is actually creation. When he speaks, his words never return back void. So what he speaks is actually created into its very existence. So what happens when God tells us and he speaks into us, I love you. When he speaks into us, you are my child. You are free. You are royalty. You are. There's a thing to where when we bring this fear into the Lord's presence, right? Scripture tells us to take every thought captive to the obedience of the Lord. And I actually... I started, I started telling my testimony and I never actually, never actually continued on with it. Uh, where did I leave off? Who was listening? Yes, so, oh, it was the, the point where I was talking about like God brought me out of the sabbatical and I went into the whole like religious duties and stuff like that. But anyways, so when I, when I met Emily and when we started dating and especially when, when we got married, um, I had this fear on my life, right? It was a fear of failing as a husband and a fear of our marriage failing. Uh, and I still, like, there's still a lot of the times where that thing, like, just rears up and, and I just, you know, I got to bring it to the Lord and, and address it and allow him to, to minister to my heart. But it was, it was really bad at the beginning of our marriage to where anytime, like, and it wasn't anything that Emily was doing wrong. It was just we'd have a conversation and anything that I heard that, made me think that I was being a bad husband, right? This fear, touching this fear. I would legitimately get up and run away uh, to where there was times to where like, I got out of a moving car like, and just ran in the opposite direction. <laughs> Sounds, yeah, it's funny now because I look back and I'm like, what the heck was I thinking? <laughs> this is funny, but it's not funny. I'm sorry, baby. Uh, we, were, we were driving out to... Um, Radiant Church a couple weeks back for a conference and, and we were coming up on the, the like off, on ramp, off ramp from the highway to go to, to Kalamazoo and I was like wait a second I remember this off ramp I was like we had an argument on this off ramp wait no no we had an argument down that way but it was a one way this way and you had to like go a ways down and like do a U-turn and come back. And I was like, how the heck did we have an argument that way? We could only turn this way. She goes, it's because you got out of the car and you ran that way. <laughs> so, so terrible. It's, we're, I was laughing at it in the car the other day, but it's, you know, it's that fear inside of me. And it wasn't even just that. Like I would, there, there was a time to where 
we were leaving a marriage conference, right? And it was a fantastic mar- marriage conference, and we were, we were like getting ministered into in such a great way, and we had a conversation on the way out of the conference, and I had asked Emily uh, like a certain question, and she gave me a response back, and it was a very encouraging response, like, like essentially, you're a fantastic husband. And immediately, I just, I didn't believe that, and I believed the lie of, I'm a terrible husband, and this thing is gonna end. And I'm driving at the time, so one of the ways that I expressed my fear was by driving fast, because uh, it was always an outlet for me in the past. So I'm driving fast, and then, uh, then like Emily does get frustrated. She's like, stop driving fast. Like, you have nothing to be upset about. And I'm like, you can't tell me I have nothing to be upset about. And I like pull the car over, and I get out, and then I'm like, I'm like running. <laughs> And then, like, I get, I get into these, like, I say self-destructive. It wasn't like I would harm myself, but, like, I wanted to punish myself for feeling like I was a terrible husband. And, you know, I thought that if I punished myself enough, then I could become a better husband, even though she was telling me I was a great husband. And, you know, like, so I, would, I took my phone out, and I, like, for no good reason. I had no reason to have my phone in my hand. And I'm like, ah. <laughs> And then I'm like you know what, my keys too. And I'm like, just making a complete irrational fool of myself. That was a big fear that God had to, to like do work in me on. And it was because I, I didn't know the heart of the Father in that place. And he showed me like, like Nick, you have to be vulnerable in your, in your marriage. Like love, love is not... And this is a good word for, for us, us and God too. Love is not the guarding of vulnerability or the absence of vulnerability or vulnerability while holding some back. Love is complete vulnerability to the point where, oh man, I'm way over time. Anyways, I'm just gonna keep going. Keep going. Keep going. I'm sorry. Um, keep going. Love, is, love is just complete in utter vulnerability. To love my wife is to say, you have every ability to hurt me, but I know that you won't, you know? And it's putting faith in the Lord and going like, God, I know that your heart is for us, your heart is for our marriage. So I put my faith in you and I have faith in you that that my wife loves me. When we, when we hold fear and we just try and guard it, we're, we're going, God, I don't love you enough to have true and utter vulnerability with me. And there's some of us in here that think that if we bring that, that topic of fear, that topic of pain, or that topic of whatever it might be in front of the Lord, that I don't know, whatever we think of him, I think he might laugh at us or destroy us, you know? At the conference that I was talking about that we went out to Radiant, I love that Eric Johnson from Bethel Church, if you guys follow them at all, Eric was there and he spoke and he said that Old Testament, up until Jesus came, there was no, there was no expression of Father, God the Father, So Old Testament, they knew him as a, like, a, 
like destroyer God, right? Like God could destroy, to where they would come into his presence and woe is me, I'm a man of unclean lips. And yes, we still have that, that awe and reverence with God, but at the same time, Jesus said that I came to reveal the heart of the Father. That means that up until that point, the heart of the Father had not been revealed. People did not have a proper understanding of what the heart of the Father was. We have a good, good Father. He loves you. You don't need to, we do not need to go up to him and go like, need to go up to him and go like Papa, right? Jesus often said Abba Father, that means Papa Daddy, Daddy God, Papa God. And let me just say this before we get into the actual activation. And Joe, Joe Brunson, you could come up and you could start uh, playing guitar behind me, make sure it sounds super spiritual. <laughs> So under, like, I understand that what I'm not saying is, is that your fear is not real. I'm not saying that, that fear is to be like disregarded and just, you know, just carry on, just mosey on and your fear isn't real. What I'm saying is your fear is very real, but that doesn't mean that it's right. And if you could walk away with one thing, it's understanding that the places that you have fear in your life is a place that a lie needs to be exposed. Like I said, it's a spirit of fear, this type of fear that we're talking about. It's a spirit of fear that needs to be addressed. Getting there. Super spirit. we're going to do is we're going to, we're going to go into God's presence and, and we're just going to ask him for greater just revelations and understandings and expressions of his heart of love for you, his care for you, his healing for you, his forgiveness and mercy for you. screen behind me, we're going to put up uh, a few different fears. So as you're sitting there, and as soon as you see one of these that like strikes out and starts to oh, fester up inside of you, it might make you upset. It might like kind of like you quickly jump over that one like, okay, no, no, I don't want to touch that. And I know, and, and I'm just going to say too, I know that some of you guys have tried to address fear in the past. Uh, and you feel like you've ended up in a place of failure in addressing that. Um, we can never approach fear and, and we can never attack fear by our own doing. It's God's perfect love casts out all fear. So right now we're gonna take it to the heart of the Father. So I'm gonna read these off. So these are just different, like these aren't all the different fears, but these are different fears that you may be experiencing and that God definitely wants to bring healing into. So there's the fear of death, the fear of never loving or being loved, the fear of being victimized, the fear of marriage, fear of rejection by other people, the fear of disapproval, the fear of becoming homosexual, the fear of divorce, 
fear of financial problems, fear of going crazy, the fear of Satan, the fear of embarrassment, the fear of failure, the fear of never getting married, the fear of pain and illness, the fear of death of a loved one, the fear of future, of the future, fear of being a hopeless case, the fear of confrontation, the fear of not being loved by God, the fear of losing salvation, fear of committing the unpardonable sin, fear of rejection, and fear of specific individuals. And, and real quick before, I mean, if you're, if you're in a place of like already surrendering that to the Lord, like do that. But I just want to, my breakthrough um, with, with my relationship and everything with Emily and the ways that I was expressing fear and the ways that, you know, I was running away and throwing things and just doing all these, it was all like self-destructive. It was never, I didn't throw anything at anybody else or anything like that, but like, I had known the scripture of take every thought captive to the obedience of Christ. And I just sat there and I wrestled with this fear. Like God had shown me that I had a fear of failing as a husband and I just wrestled with that thing. And any thought that came up with that, I just wrestled with it. But there's a point to where we can, like it says take every thought captive. It doesn't say take every thought and then just wrestle with it and meditate on it. Taking every thought captive is literally taking it and bringing it to the obedience of Christ. Bringing it to the foot of Christ and going, what do you say about this? I'm done thinking about it. I want to hear what your words are for me. And remember, when he speaks those things into you, what happens? Creates in you. So go ahead and... and if the fear, if you know what your fear is and it's not on this list, like by all means, bring it to the foot of Christ right now. And I'm just going to let you sit in this, this quietness and just ask the Lord, God, what's my greatest fear?
moments. I feel like there's some people in here that you've identified the fear and then you bring it in prayer and you're like, now what? I just want you to ask the Lord, just go, God is, one, just admit to God that you've been fearful. There's a big thing in, in just giving that admittance to God and just handing it over and going, God, I... You could even say something like, God, I'm sorry that I've been holding on to this fear. Or, God, I understand that I've been fearful in this way. And then just ask God, God, would you help me identify the areas of my life that this fear has been creeping up in? show me the lies behind that that fear and the pain that that's connected to show me where that began where did that fear come into my life If you're hearing these things from God right now, like I strongly urge you, if you don't have a notebook, pull out your phone. Don't get distracted by uh, the social media notifications. Just pull up your, your notes and start recording the things that God's telling you right now. showing you that place where that lie began or that place where that, that pain came into your life oftentimes this is part of the, the most difficult part of, of this whole journey but I would, I would suggest having God bring you back to that place and having him show you what he thinks about it and where he was in that instance and what he wants to show you
you're sitting there and just kind of looking for another direction to take it, just say, God, how, how have these lies, how has this fear been holding me back from be, becoming the person that you created me to be? just holding that fear in your hand sometimes we think that the imagination is, is not a good thing but I think if you if you just kind of imagine holding, holding that fear if you even just want to picture what that fear is or picture the word of what that fear is then I want you to just see yourself bringing it up to the Lord and I just want you to hand it over to God and see what he does with it legitimately go, God, I want to see what you do at this. And say, Jesus, would you show me your perfect love? What do you want to give me back? here in a second we're not gonna obviously we did the announcements up at the beginning and, and stuff like that but uh, we're also gonna Joe's gonna stay up here for a little bit and just continue praying and um, we're gonna keep this for just people that want to just continue walking this with the Lord and just continue uh, we know that fear and, and this type of thing these root issues these are big things uh, and sometimes they just take full-on conversations with the Lord so we want you to be able to sit into that. That so, I mean, if you if you 
do get up and go to the back, that's perfectly fine. We just ask that you just kind of keep everyone up here, uh, keep that conscious. Uh, don't make too much noise. A lot of these guys to just really sit in this. Um, there's also, I feel like, a few of you, like seeing God give you something back and receive that from him, but at the same time, you, you kind of didn't fully receive it from him. You're kind of like, I've been down this road before. I know that this thing rears its head too many times to, uh, to actually have it be gone. And uh, sometimes we even... Sometimes we even find our identity in some of the things that we fear. But I just want to remind you again, the Lord's word never returns back void. We have a good, good father. He wants you to be free. He wants you to walk in freedom. He wants you to walk in identity. Some of you, you might have gone through through one of the, the fears on the list or one that wasn't on the list, but then you, you see a couple others that you might be struggling with too. I really strongly, like, nothing, the cafe and food and, like, nothing is more important than you having this time with the Lord and getting just set free from bondage that's holding you back from becoming who you're called to be. take time. Take all the time you need. If you need till like 3 o'clock in the morning, we'll stick around with you. I, like, I promise you. So Father God, I just God, we just thank you for your perfect love. We thank you that your perfect love casts out all fear. God, we just pray that bondages are broken right now in Jesus' name. God, we speak to the heart of fear. We speak to the root of fear. We speak to Satan himself. And we say, we cast you out right now in Jesus' name. You have no place. God, we choose to not give the devil a foothold any longer. We choose you, God. We choose your love. So God, I just pray that you would give each and every one of us each and every one of us, no matter how long we've been chasing after you, God, each and every one of us, God, that you would just give us a greater revelation of who you are. Father, that you would fill us up even more with just the abundance of the belief and just knowledge of who you are, God. Holy Spirit, come and just have your way in each and every one of these hearts, each and every one of these souls, God. We pray chains be broken. we just thank you thank you for your great love we thank you for your great mercy your grace and just who you are father so have your way have your way have your way god we love you and praise you and pray all this in jesus name amen going to have some prayer partners up here so if you're having a difficult time just like if you're struggling with this like I said 
sometimes this could be a difficult topic to go on and to uh, to address. We're going to have some prayer partners up here. Feel free to come up here. These guys are people that we trust, that we know. They're not going to shame you. They're not going to go and run and tell things. Like, come up and, and just allow them to help minister you into the presence of the Lord. That's what they're here for. So like I said, you guys... If you want to be dismissed, just please uh, stay quiet. Respect everyone else up here that's, that's still sitting in presence. And uh, thank you guys.